Hello everyone and welcome to episode 7 and the last episode of the In Context podcast for 2020. For this show I thought I'd just speak about the year we've just had and the year ahead, mainly to promote optimism after a year of apocalyptic news. So 2020, what a year. Australia was ravaged by intense wild bushfires, the Los Angeles Lakers basketball player Kobe Bryant died along with seven others in a horrific helicopter crash, Prince Harry and the Duchess of Sussex Meghan Markle both left the UK after renovating their quote-unquote cottage, leaving the Queen with one less grandson in our country that isn't the Prince of Non-Sweating and Pizza Express, Andrew. And speaking of friends of Jeffrey Epstein, Donald Trump became the third president ever to be impeached. And that was just January. On the topic of Parasites, the movie Parasite broke records at the Oscars by becoming the first foreign language movie to win Best Picture. And staying on the topic of Parasites, Harvey Weinstein was convicted of rape and sexual assault after trying to pull on our heartstrings with his Oscar-worthy portrayal of a disabled rapist rather than a rapist with the use of a Zimmer frame. And let's of course not forget that whilst all this was hitting our news feeds, COVID-19 had started to spread all over the world with the first case arriving in the UK in late January. The pandemic highlighted a wide variety of inequalities in Western societies, ranging from families unable to feed their children, the harsher effect of the disease on Bane groups, and the embarrassing slacktivism of Hollywood celebrities with the videos like Imagine video in which a group of celebrities sang John Lennon's classic all in different keys and tempos, perhaps with the best of intentions but with the effect of well, basically nothing. And speaking of little help, we also clapped our key workers while our MPs, those in power, did very little other than that to show their appreciation. COVID-19 has affected us all, but the concept of we're all in the same boat was overused by those who were sailing on a massive yacht filled with an abundance of toilet paper and food, whilst those on the other end of the class system struggled to stay afloat their burst inflatable rafts. This pandemic showed those who are paid the least are the ones we need the most. The death of George Floyd at the hands or knee of a police officer in the US sparked worldwide Black Lives Matter protests regarding racism and police brutality. This then sparked looting and rioting, acts which are morally wrong. However, it's difficult for a white person to gauge what they would do if they were in this situation after decades of police brutality and guilty policemen walking free after killing innocent black people, portraying how little has changed following decades of peaceful protests. And in the last couple of months of 2020, we saw Joe Biden win the US election, according to literally everyone apart from Trump. Kamala Harris will also soon become the first woman and women of colour vice president ever. And new variants of COVID-19 caused countries like France to halt travel from the UK, causing massive queues and human turds on the roads leading to Dover. And the UK government's had to backtrack on their killing granny policy, I mean Christmas policy, allowing just one day of infecting your loved ones, or hated ones, depending on which parts of the family came round. And the issued tier four to most of the country for at least three weeks, meaning we will start 2021 in basically a lockdown. So, with all that to look back on, it can be very easy to look forward with pessimism, however that pessimism would be misplaced. We should be looking forward to 2021 with a heavy dose of optimism and determination. After all, we now have more than one vaccine that's effective. Yes, there are new variants, but they don't seem to be any more deadly or any less responsive to the vaccine. So we are well on our way to the end of this long road. Once we're finished with COVID-19, we can go back to worrying about stuff that's been forgotten about, since governments can only focus on one thing at a time, apparently. Like for Scotland, we can finally make changes to help problematic drug users. Having the worst drug deaths in Europe two years in a row is surely enough for Nicola to actually do something rather than firing someone and expecting praise. For Britain, Brexit still looms. Even though we have a deal, there are a million uncertainties that will hopefully be resolved next year. I doubt it, but still. And for America, 
It will be removing Trump from office like a petulant child in a supermarket who's thrown a tantrum, lying on the floor and smacking his fist against the ground, shouting, he won. But practically, there's a lot we can do as individuals to look positively at our lives and not look negatively at our futures. Being grateful is a good start. Yes, you might not have the latest phone or car, but you know what? You've got a device so you can listen to this and countless other podcasts. Imagine life without that. Be grateful for what you have now. Be grateful for your present, not cynical about your past or future. This is what the Stoics call negative visualization. And there's a bunch of thought processes they gave us to be more positive by imagining something negative. Imagine you suddenly become paralyzed from the neck down. How much would you miss walking and jumping and dancing? Well, that's a life many who can only dream of the life you have. Be grateful for what you have right now. Another strategy that Stoicism teaches us is silver linings. There are plenty of silver linings to find in 2020, even though on the surface it looks like a disaster movie. For example, advancements in climate-friendly technologies brought down the costs of wind and solar, making them highly competitive with fossil fuels. Renewable energy made up almost half of Britain's electricity generation in the first three months of 2020. Africa, Africa was declared free of wild polio. Scotland made period products free for all. Climate leaders were re-elected in the US, including Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez. And Joe Biden has won the presidential election on the strongest climate change platform in presidential history. Deaths by terrorism fell for the fifth consecutive year. Saudi Arabia and Palestine finally banned child marriage. And progress was made for LGBT plus rights, including the legalization of same-sex marriage in Costa Rica. This sort of thinking is critical for our mental health and to get us through 2021 with more hope. Some actionable recommendations I have um, would be downloading the Waking Up app by Sam Harris. Learn meditation, then learn stoic meditation. This will humble you and help you see the positive in the now. Subscribe to Positive News magazine or simply just Google Positive News once in a while to remind yourself that amongst all the doom and gloom of clickbait and polarizing news is positive stories you'll never hear about in mainstream media. And exercise and eat healthy. I know it's an obvious one, but we have been failed by politicians giving advice for this virus without the advice of lifestyle changes on health. So exercise and eat better so you can boost your immune system so that if the day comes when you catch this virus, your body will be better equipped to deal with it. I'll link all of these in the show notes, but for for now, that's it. That's me for the year. It's been a pleasure talking to my guests and sharing these projects with you. I hope you've enjoyed them too. I wish you all the best for 2021 and I'll see you next year for more In Context.